Hello, everyone, and welcome to All-in-One Dallas Sports. My name is Matt Grimes, and I'm here today with my co-host, Jake Riding. On the pod today, we're going to be giving you guys an update on what the future holds for this podcast. There aren't too many Dallas sports currently going on, so listen up, and we'll tell you our plans for the future. So, as Mac just touched on, kind of got a little short pod today. Not too many Dallas sports going on, as he said. So we'll start today's off, as we always do, with our bets of the day. So between me and Mac's plays of the day, we're 10, 4, and 2. That means 10 wins, 4 losses, 2 pushes. So we're making money, people. Join so, the my play of the day is Nikola Jokic over 29 and a half points. Bounce back game for the Nuggets. Don't want to go down 2-0. I think Jokic is going to go off, get his fair share of points. That's over 29 and a half points, minus 110. My play of the day, uh, sticking with the Nuggets, and more specifically sticking with Jokic, is Jokic over 1.53s which is minus 125. Also, Jokic, fresh off that MVP. Got to be feeling good. Got to be feeling good. Um, Just won the MVP yesterday. Yeah. First center since 2010. And it was Shaq. It's also the first second round draft pick. Since uh, since 2000. Or 2000. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First second round draft pick to ever win the MVP. This is pretty cool. Crazy. Pick number 41. We're giving him his flowers on our bets today. Absolutely. Um, and for the parlay of the day, sticking with the Nuggets, um, we're taking <laughs> Nuggets money line plus 175, Bruins Islanders over five at minus 135, um, diving into a little baseball, Padres minus 240 against the Cubs. And then tomorrow, we've also added the Clippers uh, money line plus 130 to our parlay. Parlay pays 10 for 145, so plus 1460. So make mm-hmm. sure to get it in and make some money. Mm. And we'll be get active on our Twitter. We'll be updating about our bets, about the future, about everything. So be sure to get on there. We'll you'll be able to see our plays of the day. You know, visualize them a little better. Turn your Go notifications feel. on to make sure mm. you get those updates. <laughs> Currently we're still up big. We're still up 24.46 units. What does that mean, Mac? It means if you bet 10 bucks on everything you told us or everything we told you to, you'd be up $246. I wish I was up $246. I know. You can do a lot with $246. If only I listened. So, now talking about the Rangers. The Rangers are 1-11 in the past 12. Um, Look, we're just going to be honest. The Rangers are an MLB team. They're one of the worst MLB teams in baseball. Um, Bright future, I guess. Um, But we will not be talking much about the Rangers. Um, They're 14 and a half games out of the wild card. We just, Just we feel like our efforts would be better used on spending it on the Mavs <laughs> offseason, the Cowboys offseason, and even touching on the Stars offseason because these are three teams 
that have more of an immediate winning future than the Rangers. Not saying we still won't mention here and there about the Rangers, um, like certain players. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. Just don't expect the Rangers podcast. Yeah. From us. We might uh we might cover some some high school teams over the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cover the NBL league. <laughs> All due respect. For those oh, of you man. who don't know, that's the New Zealand basketball league. <laughs> yeah, they're they're bad, but we love them. We do love yeah. them, but they're bad. Bright well, spot. I'm watching them right now. Yeah. Uh, Mac actually just hit on the first inning, no score. Playing the Giants. Yes, sir. Um, Bright spots. Pitching is not horrendous. There's Kyle. Kyle Gibson's on the mound today. Four or five and zero at home. He's got a two point oh six ERA, which is first in the AL. That's yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's some definitely there's some bright spots about the Rangers, but overall baseball, you can't really have one guy lead a team like a sport like basketball or. Yeah the impact of one guy is not the same as in football. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you had Aaron Rodgers on your team. That's a lot more than having, um, I don't know, like Acuna on your team. Or Trout. I mean, the yeah. Angels aren't doing that well. They have Trout and Otana. But, I mean, that's two guys. And Donaldson. Uh, yeah. Third and they're just used. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're about 500. So, yeah. Adalas. Adalas is a, a big bright spot. I think as of... Yesterday or two days ago, he was fifth in the league in home runs. So, yeah, you know, kind of come up. Kind of hit a slump in June. Just had his first uh, extra base hit yesterday against the Giants in the sixth inning, which led to three Rangers runs. Uh, ultimately, lost. Ultimately, led to a loss, though. But yeah, there's bright spots here and there. I think uh, if him and Solak can find some consistency, that'll be a, maybe they'll lead a decent hitting crew. But yeah, as of now, just. Yeah, not not too much Rangers news to be breaking. Absolutely. So, with that being said, uh, Jake, do you want to lead us off with some Mavs talk and more about the future? Yeah, so Mavs, big disappointing loss to the Clippers. You know, me and Mac were talking earlier. Does that mean the season was a disappointment? I'd say disappointing way to end it, but overall not a disappointing season. But yeah. I and we both would agree we wouldn't say it's a great season. Like no. there's pro- it was like a wishy washy like yeah some moments yeah and like when you're going up against the number two net team in the NBA and all the advanced statistics scream that the Clippers are a championship contender, and I mean they just lost to the Jazz by three and. Paul George was four for seventeen. And playoff P. Four for fourteen. Um, and Kawhi was nine for nineteen. So they all played extremely awful. Like yeah. they never played that bad against the Mavs, and they just lost the Jazz by three. And a so. testament to Luka Doncic and his ability to get in the other team's head and affect other teams. Halfway through the second quarter of Jazz Clippers game one, ten Clippers players already played. And 10 Clippers did not play over the entire Game 7 math series because Luka would just drive them off the court. I think it was yeah. pretty obvious. He'd just hunt them. Yeah. Bo- uh, Boogie got his first minutes against the Jazz in the second round against the one seed rather than against Luka. Yeah. Um, I'd also say um, a little bit about Luka. 
they did some exit interviews, and for everyone who thought that, oh, Luca's not going to sign because the Mavs, yada, 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 uh, he was asked if, if he's going to sign his rookie extension, which will be about a five-year, $200 million deal, which will be the Super biggest rookie extension. Rookie. Um, just because of his all-NBA um, appearances, all-star performances, it all affects how the contract's structured. Um, but he said, I think you know the answer to that, and kind of gave a slight chuckle. So you can at least know that Luca's locked in to the 20, till the 2026, 2027 year. Um, and he'll be 28, I think, when his contract is up. Literally so just entering his prime. Entering his prime. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> starting, starting his prime. Not, not what we just saw, you know, 46, 14, game seven. <clears throat> so, of course, uh, we don't even need to talk about Luca. I mean, what the future, all, I mean, he's, we're as happy as could be. We need to focus, the Mavs need to focus on everybody except for Luca, including yeah. Rick and Donnie. You know, I don't think, I don't think the front office is, if nothing happens out of this offseason, I don't think the front office is safe. Yeah. And like, even if, Nothing huge happens this off season. I I don't think they get fired immediately. I think they wait to see how the season plays out because maybe the front office thinks that KP can return to some decent type of form. This is his first healthy off season in three years. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane because of he came when he had an ACL injury, um, COVID, and then MCL injury. So this will be his first healthy off season in three years. So if he comes back and looks great. Then, like the front office has a little bit more wiggle room and a little bit more not on the hot seat. Um, but if they come back and the Mavs don't do anything and it's the same old Mavs team, it's Luca and nobody else, then yeah, I definitely see a move mm-hmm. uh, change being made in the front office. Um, they asked Cuban about Carlisle and like, um, how do you see him as the coach of the future? And he said, Mark was like, the grass isn't always green on the other side, unless exactly. you have a much, 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 much better replacement. Um, I would not see Rick Carlisle leaving. That's what he said. Um, so, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're just kind of playing the waiting game too. Yeah. I, you can't just say, Oh, it doesn't work. We're going to blow it up. Lucas 22. And there is a lot of pressure to do well every year um, in the Mavs organization, but especially when you have a cornerstone and a player like Luca, who could be an all-time great player. Um, it's definitely on pace for that. Um, so there's a little bit of pressure, but it's not like it's now or never. It's not mm-hmm. like he's 28 and he's thinking about leaving. You know, no. it's, He's happy to be here. Be patient. Yeah. You know, big, the, the giant free agent, you know, Oh, you know, we were thinking of everyone was hoping that the Mavs would get Giannis, you know, last offseason. It was a possibility for a while, but with this next offseason, I wouldn't expect too much of that. I wouldn't get, I, of course, I want a big name, free agent, you know, Brad the Beal, Zach Levine, someone like that. But don't get your hopes up because we're not going to accept dirt for KP if we do decide to trade him. Yeah, and I think one important and exciting thing this offseason is a lot of NBA teams are selling. 
No, maybe mm-hmm. not selling the whole team, but like a lot of NBA teams have been together for multiple years now, and they're like, okay, well, this isn't working. And when you think about like KP, he's been here for two years, a healthy two years. Um, and w- when I mean healthy, yeah, he still misses around twenty games a year, but realistic, like relatively. I mean, healthy. Kawhi does too, though. Think yeah. About that. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of teams like Portland. They obviously can't get over the hump with what they have. Yeah, they, um, they just fired their coach. Dame is hinting at kind of wanting out of there. He yeah. said he wants Jason Kidd as his next coach, but that doesn't Jason mean Jason Kidd already there. pulled himself out of consideration like, yeah. right after he said that. Um, but then you have like the Bucks. The Bucks lose think- to the Nets, and it's not competitive, which right now it's not because the Nets are up 2-0. They've got to look to at least change some things. Um, the but Celtics are having a great time in that series. <laughs> yeah, the Celtics are kind of in a sell mode now, um, and, and, and not all the, the important pieces. Like, I it'd be shocking to see them move like Jalen Brown because I think mm-hmm. they think they have a good young duo, and I think they do with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, but they should definitely build around them. Kimba's not an answer. Uh, Marcus Smart has been there too long. And he's always in trade talks. Um, the Pacers are selling. Um, the Pacers have five guys um, who take up about like eighty percent of eighty to eighty-five percent of their salary cap. And even when the Pacers had Paul George and they made the conference Eastern Conference Finals, they never went to the luxury tax. So mm-hmm. like they're also a team with T.J. McConnell, Doug McDermott, some very important guys for them as free agents that probably won't return. Um, maybe they try to move some of these like five guys they have because they have five good, very good to very good NBA players. Yeah, they um, just can't, can't figure it out. Even though, you know, they they've gone through two coaches this season. They just yeah. fired. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. I forget. But yeah, he made it a year. Like that. <laughs> yeah, half a year. Yeah, for like, and Nate McMillan, the coach they fired, is the new head coach of the Hawks. Yeah, he's... and look what the Hawks are doing. Grass is always it. greener on the other exactly. side. So, so don't – sometimes it's just not a fit. Don't always put it on the coach like Rick. And I'm not saying Rick is perfect. I do think – I mean, me just being the average Joe, being – I mean, avid fan of the Mavs and everything. But, you know, he's in a tough position against one of the best teams in the league with the Clippers. So I thought he made some questionable decisions. But who's his replacement? Just ask yourself that. And, like, it's widely known that across the league, schematically and in-game adjustments, Rick is one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, it's kind of the the question of – and, like, I also think this. Like, it's the new age era where you have a player's coach versus, mm-hmm. the, uh, like, a coach who it's my way or the highway. And I'll say, like, the current roster we have now, there hasn't been a lot of disappointment um, or um, words of, like, you hear about, like, a disgruntled player because of the coach. And I also think that, like, in my opinion, they they don't maybe not straight ask Luca like, who do you want as coach? But, like, his opinion is valid. Um, I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to keep Rick for – the next five years, no matter what Luca says, if Luca wants him, like I think he'll continue yeah. to stay. If Luca doesn't want him, then I think it might be a year or two and he's gone. So it's just 
it's all going to be about how Luca feels with Rick, and they have a good relationship. Rick will be in Sylvania this summer with Luca for a large portion. Um, yeah, and as long as we and we're going to have Luca till at least 2027. You know, I'm confident, and we can put together some guys, some pieces around him to make him stay even longer than that. But just having him, we're going to be competitive. We're going to be in the playoffs year in year out, and. You know exactly. the, the the playoff series wins are gonna start coming. We just need just patience. We won the championship ten years ago. Some organizations have never even sniffed an NBA championship. Yeah, I think the with the playoff teams that are left, the last championship was like 1982, and it was the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. And so like, like playoffs s- don't come every year, and especially if you look at basketball. There's errors to it. You know, like the MJ era, nobody was winning a championship besides MJ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you had Kobe, you Kobe Shaq. Kobe, Kobe Shaq, and then you just had Kobe. Um, and, and the Spurs dominated for Spurs, like two decades. Yeah. Um, and then you had LeBron, that he yeah. was a trip to the finals no matter what. You know, mm-hmm. and like it just eliminates six, the other 15 teams in his conference. Like, and in the midst of all, all of those teams, like the Mavs stole one from all of them. So yeah. it's we have a great organization. Just be happy. They can't snap their fingers and make stuff happen. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff has to come together to land those big names. Yeah, and it's all about the right timing too, like cap space. Um you have to think that like we still haven't seen Luca play with another guard that can create his own shot. Yeah. Um, Tim is the closest. Play off the dribble. But Tim's coming into his own. That's what they said that they're going to be looking at because uh, Drogic and Luca playing in Slovenia for their um, national team. Like they get, they're going up there to study how Luca plays off the ball because mm-hmm. he doesn't handle the ball um, when he plays for his national team. Not saying that he doesn't handle it sometimes, but the majority of the time it's Drogic mm-hmm. and him and Luca just play off each other. So they're going to be looking at that and. Even Rick in his exit interview talked about how he needs that they want a defender to play alongside Luca who can play off the bounce, create his own shot, hit the open three. And we, we all think that's the next step for the Mavs. It's just all about finding the right mm-hmm. piece because we've seen for two years now, we've tried to find that piece in DeLon Wright, who was mm-hmm. promising at the time. And then Josh Richardson, who was also promised. It's two guys who you think would work, and they just don't end up fitting right. Um, it's all about finding the right fit. And also with Josh, you know, Josh, think about how how much getting traded in the NBA is such a drastic change to your life. You know, you're in one day you're in Philly playing with playing in a system with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and you know, you have you're he was probably you know, he's a good player, but he was probably the worst starter. It was Ben, Josh, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and uh someone else. But you know, he's the fourth or fifth best starter. And with the expectations coming in Dallas, you know, he was supposed to be like that reliable three guy. You know, supposed to be Luca, KP, Josh. Yeah. He had to pick his life up come to Dallas and get ready in two months to play. And I think it just like goes to show that it's all about fit. And especially in Rick Carlisle's system, because he's a coach like Quinn Snyder, like 
Nick Nurse, like Steve Kerr, they have a system that they mm-hmm. run, and players fit within the system. Um, and that's why you've seen the success of so many point guards at Dallas, whether it was J.J. Barea, um, Yogi Ferrell, like guys that normally... Devin Harris. Devin Harris, like guys who on other teams don't play well, but when, they come, mm-hmm. when they're in Dallas, they play exceptional because of a even, system that's built. Even 40-year-old Jason Kidd. Yeah, he came in and played great for the Mavs. Um, just because, like Jose Calderon was amazing for the Mavs. It's just all about and it's just all about system and fit. And Josh ended up unfortunately not being that. But um, well, there I, is a risk. And would would you take the trade back? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I think you would because he just couldn't play against the Clippers. But like, it was worth the risk. And and grant and before it was worth the risk. Like looking back on it, like some people were like, oh, I wish we could have taken Giannis, you know, or something like that. Or I bet yeah. you Kings wish they took Luca. But you can't always look back and regret. You can just say like, at the time was the move the right move, and at the time for what we expected, yes, it was worth trying to find a a yeah. guard who can defend, shoot the open three. <clears throat> play off the dribble because that's what you need next to Luca. Like a perfect player would be like Marcus smart. If he could yeah, come back and actually hit some threes, um, <laughs> shoot for the past couple of years. And also don't blame the front office for that Seth Curry, Josh Richardson trade because we got tabs and you know, when it happened, a lot of people were excited. Um, and also, Mass fans were demanding change. And when the Giannis thing fell through, you know, I think they, I don't know if they were counting on him, but it was a very real possibility that he would sign. And so that was one of the only moves that the Mavs were able to make without getting, you know, screwed on a deal. Yeah. And you just, you have to think about, we knew that our offense is great and we went for defense. We also got a promising rookie in Tyler Bay out of that deal. We did. Tyler Bay could be a great player he, one day. He killed the G League. Yeah, and, and I'm excited. It's time. Um, all four of the rookies um, will be playing for the summer league this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually have a summer league. Um, Tyrell Terry's I think will return. Help. Yeah. I think it will really help the development. Maybe Josh Green can solidify a rotation spot next year um, by improving his three-point shot. But with all that being said, um, we'll de- we'll be coming out with more pods. Uh, we'll be we're working on our free agency draft boards um, mm-hmm. as we speak. Um, so we'll have a nice long off season pod um, break down free agents that we think are realistic and where we'd rank them on the Mavs list. Um, we'll have a couple dream trades in there. You know, maybe something just a yeah. big yeah. Mavs off season pod covering everything yeah um we'll also just be kind of following the nba um mm-hmm. talk about the playoffs um a mock draft and just free agency in general um any big trade rumors or any big trades that go down we'll be discussing um we'll also be looking ahead to the cowboys season here shortly um ota's just started mm-hmm. um it's a promising year, I think, for the Cowboys. The division's a little weak. As the moment, I obviously think the Cowboys would be the front runner. Um, yeah, the this Eagles, is the time. 
aren't great. The Giants aren't great. The Redskins are have a great defense, a great defensive line. The football team? Uh, yeah, the football team. <laughs> my bad. Um, watch out for Cam Curl, a former Razorback product. Um, great corner there. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be looking into all that and discussing that in the future. Um, we just wanted to get on and kind of tell you all about what's the future of this pod going to look like um, yeah. since most we'll, sports are kind of done. We'll, we'll keep everyone updated on Twitter too. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So be sure you stay active. Uh, our bets are hitting right now. We'll see if these hit today, hopefully. And we will <clears throat> also keep you updated on the, the podcast schedule so you can get mm-hmm. into a little rhythm. Exactly. Um, if you have any questions, just, uh, get on our Twitter at all in one Dallas, um, comment, DM us, whatever. Just talk to uh, us. Yeah. Come talk to us. <laughs> We're here. We're here for the people. Talk about NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We'll even talk about the Rangers if you really want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also like <laughs> kind of mentioned NHL, like playoffs are, it's about to be going into the semifinals. Uh, like, it's kind of weird to say like conference or division or conference champions because everything changes yeah, this year. Um, but tonight will be Boston Islanders game six. The Isles hope to close it out. Um, they won the last two. Right. And they would be playing Tampa. Uh, Montreal, who just swept and hasn't not had the lead or it, it being tied. Um, since game five of the first round, we'll be playing the winner of Vegas and the Avs, which maybe Vegas closes out tonight. Mm-hmm. And the last three. Yeah. And there'll be a, the NHL draft will be soon. The expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken, which will be the new NHL team this year, will also be soon. So we'll be covering that um, as it pertains to the stars and who they take from the stars and who the stars protect and all of that good stuff. So be sure to listen. And check us out on Twitter at All in One Dallas.